0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Community Service by Illicky Thoughts 6308 Ah, small town life. It's everything you ever thought it would be, and less. Gimme a B, gimme an O, gimme an R. I. N. Gee, thank goodness for the internet and Netflix, otherwise I'm sure I would have lost my mind growing up there. Our town was so rural it made the Andy Griffiths show look like a major metropolitan area. I know, because one of the channels we did get had that show on reruns every Tuesday. When I was young, my opinion was much different, of course. Lots of friends my age to play with, lots of room to roam, and lots of sunshine in the summers. Friends with pools, friends with dirt bikes, friends with cool parents that didn't mind feeding the neighborhood kids. It was fun then. If only I didn't have to grow up. But I did, and the same area that was once my playground now became a prison, where time never moved. It used to seem like the days just flew by, so fast we ran out of daylight before we ran out of energy. Then I got older, and each day was an eternity.a an eternity with very little to do. Well, for the adults, there did seem to be at least one activity that filled the void. Most of the families in the community were on the large side, and some were getting bigger with regularity, so the logical conclusion was that someone was getting laid. I suppose it's like the statistics about a spike in births, nine months after a blackout in a big city. When there's nothing on TV, sex is great entertainment. That didn't apply to us, however those of us who were in the no-man's-land between childhood and adult status. We had no such outlet, unless you count masturbation, which is something we all did, but never talked about .to that end, I had a nice cozy little pocket carved into our hayloft, where I could have some privacy to deal with the urges of youthful sexuality. Tucked in there as well was a considerable stash of Hustler, Playboy, Penthouse, and various other men's magazines. It was my hobby. I'd make a visit there every day, at least once, and polish my hard cock lovingly while looking at the bust nude women in the glossy pages, all while yearning for the day that the woman I lusted over was more than paper. That day was coming, pardon the pun, but not quickly enough for my tastes. There were plenty of girls around to fantasize about, of course. I don't want to paint the picture of an all-male community, pining for females. Lots of girls my age, and their mothers. The problem is that, being a very small community, everyone knew everyone else. So, if you had a date with a girl, the whole town knew about it. It was gossip for days in advance. No pressure there. With the whole town watching our every move, there's little wonder everyone was still a virgin right up to their 18th birthday, despite our best efforts to change that dot it's also little wonder that the teenagers here were eager to go away to college. At least there... They would only face the usual challenges of dealing with the opposite sex. I noticed that some of my elder friends became much more relaxed after they turned 18, something that none of them would talk about, but I presumed was because they were anticipating that first time. It was within reach for them now, I had no idea how far off base I was. I wouldn't know for sure until I had my birthday, dot in the center of town. We had a small square, and on one side there was our local church, it was small, like everything else in town, but well attended, and every Sunday the entire population would squeeze into that one building for a few minutes of subtle peer pressure. Pastor Macmillan was not a typical religious leader, preferring a kinder, gentler form of guidance over the fire and brimstone so often preached elsewhere. All he really did was remind us that we should be good to each other, and put ourselves in the other's place from time to time. Do unto others was his stock sermon. And it worked just fine, as the town was quite peaceful. As previously mentioned. So peaceful, it was boring. The pastor and his wife lived in the small house behind the church. He was a fair bit older than his wife, but there was surprisingly little gossip about that subject, at least among the adults. Among the teen boys of the town, however, Mrs. McMillan was a prime topic of conversation. It really wasn't fair wasting such a gorgeous creature as her on a man who probably didn't appreciate her beauty as much as he should. Even though she always dressed very conservatively, in long skirts and buttoned-up blouses, there was no hiding her spectacular body, or her incredible beauty. Long, dark, almost black hair, with a fullness and wave to it. Plump, luscious lips, that looked very kissable without makeup, and even better on the few occasions she wore lipstick. Glamorous, dark eyes surrounded by long, sexy lashes, and a tanned, Latina complexion. She was truly beautiful. As for the aforementioned body, well, she was tall and lean, and just about the only thing in this town that the word small didn't apply to. To be fair, there were other women in the community who had lovely, ample chests as well, but Mrs. McMillan had them beat. That she had every male in town drooling was a given, but she was not only married. She was married to the pastor. So, public drooling was kept to a minimum. Add to that the fact that she was just about the nicest person you'd ever met, and you can see why most of us felt a little guilty about the thoughts that she sent rampaging through our heads. As it turns out, those thoughts were a little conservative. We had this tradition in our town, intended to usher those of us approaching adulthood into a spirit of community service. Every year, All those who would be turning eighteen in the next twelve months would form a crew that took care of various town projects for the year. Cutting grass, painting fences, pruning trees, trimming hedges, that sort of thing. Not everyone who was drafted for this service went along quietly, as there were a few who viewed it as slave labor, and said so vocally. By some inexplicable coincidence, it was those same malcontents that wound up doing the worst jobs— A fact that made me happy my parents taught me to think before speaking. I was assigned to the main square area, where the town hall and Pastor McMillan's church were situated. In retrospect, I was very happy that was the case. But at the time, in the sun, on a day I'd rather be hanging out by one of my friend's pools, checking out their sisters. Well, it's fair to say that while I was silent, I wasn't pleased that I was up on a ladder using a wire brush to scrape loose paint and rust off the scroll work at the top of a lamppost. It wasn't difficult work, but it was hot work. From my elevated vantage point, I saw Mrs. McMillan come out of the church and walk across the square, towards the supervisor. She was dressed in her normal, very conservative fashion. A black skirt reached just below her knees, but was snug enough that it showed the curves of her backside and thighs underneath while a white blouse was covered by a thin, tight-fitting beige sweater. She strode across my view in profile, with her long, dark hair flowing behind her and the impressive projection of her breasts jutting forward ahead of her. She stopped and had a brief conversation with our supervisor, smiling as usual the whole time. She gestured and glanced in my direction, causing me to look away from her and concentrate on my work, Pretending I hadn't been watching her closely that I was scrubbing furiously with the brush, prepping the lamp post for the next worker, who would slap on a fresh coat of paint. I didn't even see Mrs. McMillan silently glide to a stop at the foot of the ladder. Hello up there, Mr. Andover. She smiled that I didn't need to pretend, because her voice, wafting up from below unexpectedly, surprised me. I looked down, startled and my eyes fell right on the slightest hint of cleavage that was showing from this angle, a view I'd never had before. Oh, hello, Mrs. McMillan, I mumbled, tearing my eyes away from the shadowy crease and meeting her gaze. I've got a few jobs that I need help with around the church and home. She smiled, her eyes sparkling in the sunshine. I had a talk with your supervisor, and he told me to take my choice of helpers. You are the lucky winner she giggled. I promise not to make you do anything disgusting, and it will be cooler inside. Yes, ma'am. I smiled, starting down the ladder. It wasn't much of a choice to make. Stay out here and bake on this ladder, or follow her and go inside where it's cooler. The view, and the company, was better inside, Too I fell in behind her, following her back toward the church. I couldn't help watching her ass wiggle under her skirt as she walked ahead of me. There were those inappropriate thoughts again, coming to the surface of my mind, made even more untoward when we walked into the church itself. Inside, a tall stepladder stood behind the pulpit, just in front of the large cross high on the wall. Not much to do in here, Mrs. McMillan said softly, her voice still surprisingly loud in the quiet space. Just a couple of bulbs to replace, and the cross needs its semi-annual dusting. Most of what I need your help with is in my house. I do this stuff myself, but the latter scares me. I'm glad to have your help, Mr. Andover. No problem, Mrs. McMillan. I nodded. Please call me Valerie, at least while you're doing work in here. She asked, smiling again. I know you're just being respectful, but sometimes it makes me feel old. I understand. I laughed. It's a deal, as long as you use my first name, too. Deal. She smiled, shaking my hand. Hers was so soft, and her grip so gentle, I actually found myself getting slightly aroused just from touching her. Mackenzie, isn't it? Actually, the whole thing is Mackenzie Tiberius and over three, but thankfully, no one calls me that, not even my parents. I replied, shaking my head. I don't know why I was telling her the whole story. She was just easy to talk to. At home, I'm just junior. My friends call me Mac. Okay, Mac. She giggled, still holding my hand. Or maybe I was still holding hers. That name is quite a mouthful. Mac is much easier. She released my hand and walked to the base of the ladder, taking a grip on the legs. I'll hold it steady. You climb up and do the dusting, please. Dusting with a rag was much easier than scrubbing away old paint with a wire brush and I made quick work of the job, going from top to bottom, rounding up dust bunnies as I went. I came across a small collection of pennies on the top of the cross, and Valerie asked me to leave them in place. When I reached floor level again, she was smiling at me, and holding a single, bright copper coin. My husband doesn't like using the word superstition, which I suppose is understandable in his business. She giggled. Call it a tradition, then. Every year, a new penny, with this year's date on it. Would you like me to put it up there? I asked. My tradition. My job. She smiled. If you wouldn't mind holding the ladder for me. But you're wearing a skirt? The respectful part of me forwarded, before the horny teenager and me told him to shut up. Yes. I'll hold it very still. I nodded. Valerie turned her hip and went up the ladder-side saddle in a very ladylike manner. Still, from my position below her, it was difficult not to look up and watch. Watching her made it difficult to ignore the fact that my lower perspective let me look up her skirt and see a few extra inches of smooth, Latina thigh. As she came within reach of the top, she settled on her left foot and reached up as far as she could with her right hand. Her right foot left the rung of the ladder, angling outward a few inches to balance her, And giving me a view all the way up, all the way to her white panties. That I looked away in time not to get caught, but not before the image registered on my memory, and triggered the beginnings of an erection. By the time she inched back down and stood beside me, my dick was swollen uncomfortably. Phew, it's warm up there. She giggled, fanning herself. You don't mind if I take off my sweater, do you? Who was I to argue? It was her house. I shook my head and watched her carefully peel the tight top layer off. Peel is a good description, since it was like a second skin, but despite its form-fitting nature, it was meant to cover. When at last she wrestled it off over her head, she took a deep breath, drawing my attention to her breasts again, even if it was only a fleeting glance. It did nothing to quell my erection Doubt we moved the ladder, and I made quick work of replacing the few light bulbs that needed it. It wasn't easy to hide the bulge in my pants from Mrs. McMillan, especially when I was up on the ladder, with my crotch at a much more conspicuous and convenient viewing height. I was quite embarrassed by the time I finished. I think it's time for a break. She smiled, hands on her hips as she looked at the progress. Let me make you something to eat. Sitting at the table in her kitchen, I swept the loose hair, a little less sweaty now that we were inside, out of my eyes. I watched her scuttle about, back and forth, assembling a snack for us to eat. Earlier when she had removed her sweater, I had been surprised, but too busy to enjoy the unprecedented access to view her choice of undergarments. Now, there was little for me to do but sit and observe the slight jiggle of her wonderfully large breasts as she clacked around on her low heels. Her white blouse was a very snug fit, especially where her breasts pressed out against it, straining the buttons to contain them. As she placed a big glass of milk on the table in front of me with a smile, I could see those buttons more closely and clearly make out the lace of her white bra through the fabric. So talk to me, Mac, she said happily, wielding her knife like a skilled surgeon, with her back to me. What does Mac want to do with his life? You just turned eighteen, right? Yes, ma'am, I nodded. Hey! She laughed, brandishing the knife menacingly. Mrs. McMillan is bad enough. Ma'am is worse. What's my name? Sorry, Valerie. I smiled, raising my hands in surrender. Yes, I'm eighteen now, and going to college in the fall. As for what I want to do, I'm not really sure. I guess I haven't made up my mind yet. A plate of finger sandwiches appeared on the table, as if by magic. You know the ones? Tuna, salmon, ham, etc., with the crusts cut off and cut into little triangles. The kind everyone likes. She scraped the crumbs and crusts into a pile. For the birds later. She smiled, taking her seat across from me and folding her hands in a moment of silent thanks. Amen. Go ahead, Mac. You start. Thank you, Maya. I mean Valerie. I ducked as she took a swing at me playfully. Thank you. I love these. Always go with your best pitch, she giggled, picking up her glass of milk. She took a big drink and sat back, her tongue flicking out to erase the milk mustache that resulted. It was a mustache that in my mind might have been made of a different, more personal type of creamy liquid. You're looking forward to going to school, she asked. Yeah, I think so. I'm not really sure what to expect, class-wise. I said honestly, munching another sandwich that I said before she was easy to talk to, and it's true. The problem is that she was too easy to talk to, and when I continued, the truth just came out. I guess I'm just eager to get away from here. I said, and immediately regretted it. I just knew she'd ask why, and I didn't feel like I could lie to her. I remember when I was your age, she said softly. I felt largely the same way. The town I grew up in wasn't much bigger than this one, and I, for whatever reason, I just wasn't happy there. I wasn't lucky enough to have the option of college, so I got a job as a waitress, which I hated. Every day, waiting on friends and people who I'd known all my life. It made me feel like a complete failure, and I ran away. Just up and left on the first bus I could get, going to somewhere nobody knew me. I had no idea. I replied, Yes, well, that wasn't the half of it. Running away only made it worse. She added, reaching across to take my hand. It rarely makes it better. I understand. I'm not running away. I answered, enjoying her touch. By reaching across, she was resting her big boobs on the edge of the table, pushing a bit more cleavage into view. The buttons on her blouse strained to hold back the massive globes, and while I watched with great interest, one of them gave up. Popping open, revealing even more doubt, I immediately felt even more guilty. What was I doing wobbling her breasts? She was old enough to be my mother. She was married. She was the pastor's wife, for goodness sake. So why are you so anxious to leave? She asked, still holding my hand and giving me the same show of cleavage. Don't you like it here? Oh no, it's not that so much. I smiled, trying not to stare at the crease between her big tits. The town is nice. The people here are nice. I guess. I mean, I'm hoping for a little more, um, social life. Well, yes, that I can understand. She giggled, releasing my hand and sitting back. She crossed her arms. This place is hardly Times Square. I've seen you out on dates, though. What's the problem? Well, none of the girls here seem to like me that much. I lamented Dot Mrs. Macmillan sat there, looking at me with her big, expressive eyes for several seconds. When she spoke again, her voice was soothing. Mac, may I ask you a very personal question? she asked. Um, yeah, sure. I guess. I nodded. Are you a virgin? she said softly. Oh, boy. Why did she have to ask that, and why did she have to be so perceptive? and why did she have to be so hard to lie to? In response, I merely looked down and nodded. "Uh Uh-huh, she breathed. Thank you for being honest, Mac. So, what you're really talking about here is sex. What? My eyes flew open, and I looked up, startled. Mrs. McMillan sat there, her face calm, no judgment in her eyes. Her arms were still crossed, causing her breasts to bulge upward. Catching my gaze again. I am. Um, uh. Well, I. Um. I stumbled before hanging my head. Don't be embarrassed. It's perfectly normal for young people your age to be preoccupied with sex. She smiled, leaning in again to speak softly. Was it my imagination, or had another button come undone? Yes, it had, and now I could see the edge of her lacy bra cup. Preoccupied with sex? Yeah you could say that. You mean young guys my age, right? I replied. The girls here don't seem to care. I'm not sure that's true, Mac. She smiled. You may know that I counsel the young ladies in town, and I can tell you that most of them feel the same way you do, and several of them think you're cute. Really? I asked. Names. I need names. Those I can't give you, she giggled. I'm sure you understand confidentiality, and all that. Oh, all right, I sulked. Him, I suppose? She tapped her lips, thinking out loud. I guess there is one name I could give you that wouldn't break any confidence. That would be great, I gasped, suddenly hopeful. Mrs. McMillan looked straight at me while I eagerly awaited the name of a girl that might be more receptive to my request for a date. She smiled and took a deep breath, making her breasts even more prominent in my peripheral vision. Are you ready? she asked. Yes. Tell me. Please. I blurted out. Valerie. Macmillan, she said softly. What? But, but that's you, I asked. Does it surprise you that an older woman finds you handsome? she asked. You're very attractive to a woman. Handsome, well built and a nice guy as well. Lots of girls will be interested in you. Oh. I nodded. You're stroking my ego. For a minute there, I thought you meant that you were interested in me. I was worried. Mac, I don't have much of an official job in this town. She smiled. My husband does, of course, but I don't. I contribute where I can, be it by organizing events or offering support to people in need. One of my unofficial tasks is to talk to young people like you, who are leaving the community, going off to school. I've been in the outside world. I can help you understand what it's like out there, so you don't get yourself into trouble by accident. She paused, thinking for a moment, then continued. Mac, I'm sure you've noticed that I'm a few years younger than my husband, haven't you? She asked. I nodded. Ever wonder what the story is? A bit. It's none of my business, really. I replied. That's a very adult attitude. I wish some of the other women in town shared it. They're always trying to pry into my past. She said sadly. But I think it's important that you know where my advice is coming from. I'm going to tell you my secrets, and all I ask is that you keep this information to yourself. Do you agree? Yes, ma'am. I nodded. I'll let that one slide. She giggled. Okay. I met my husband 20 years ago, when I was not much older than you. I was 20 years old on the calendar, but life had put extra miles on me. I told you I ran away, and that's true. What I didn't tell you is that I ran right into trouble. I met these people, and they liked me, and made me feel special. There was this guy, and he took me to his bed. It felt so right. Before long, there were drugs involved. And then I was in the bed of other men. I didn't even realize that I was a prostitute until it had already happened. I had been listening, but when the word prostitute came out, I was shocked. She had just seemed so nice. How could she have been so nasty? Her body was clearly built for sex. I suppose when you reach rock bottom, you use what you have. All of this happened before I turned 19. Suddenly, I was just a piece of meat to be bought and sold. The worst part was, I liked it. Not the being used, of course. Sex. I like sex. No, I loved sex. I withdrew inside myself, blocking out the facts, and just enjoyed getting laid nearly every day. It was a tragedy that made me notice that I was getting deeper and deeper in trouble. One of my girlfriends died of an overdose. I realized that I was going down the same road. Something snapped. I had to get out of there. Still stunned, I sat in silence. It was still incomprehensible that this woman had been so completely different in the past. I listened, searching for the turning point. How had she wound up here? So I ran again. This time, I was running from genuine danger. I left everything behind and got on another bus— going as far as my cash would take me. I knew if they found me, they'd kill me, so I stayed away from bigger cities. Along the way, I met this nice man, who took me in, cleaned me up, and treated me with respect. I was something of a project. He didn't look at me like a prostitute. He saw a person. It was like pretty woman, except my husband doesn't look like Richard Gere, and I have much bigger breasts than Julia Roberts. The pastor? I asked. Yes. He was 38, and I was 20, when he rescued me. We didn't even have sex until after we were married. She nodded. So, you're saying I should wait to have sex? I shook my head. I'm not sure I can do that. Well, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. She smiled. What I'm really saying is that you should be careful. Use condoms for your protection and your partner's. Don't get caught up in the emotion of the moment. I know it's difficult. I've been there. I'm not going to preach abstinence to you. It's the modern world. I know young people grow up faster now. Just be prepared. I can help with that. I've taken sex ed in school. I laughed, thinking I already knew it all, a trait not uncommon among people my age. Oh, I think you'll find my methods more interesting. She grinned, leaning against the table again. More interesting, less theoretical, more hands-on. Yes, Mac, I'm interested in you, and I am talking about sex here. Another button popped, now open to below her breasts. It was no accident. Gulp! The pastor's wife just hit on me. Oh. My. God. So, here's the deal. She smiled, now reaching down, and actively unfastening her blouse as she stood up and walked around the table. "'I'll help you with your virginity problem, making your first time safe and hopefully memorable. You've helped me with my own little problem.' "'Um, what's that?' I swallowed as she stopped and leaned on the table. Her blouse was wide open, hanging loosely. Her breasts, each the size of my head, were cradled in a very sexy bra. "'I mean, you're married, right? What about your husband?' You mean, does he know? She asked, easing the blouse off her shoulders. Yes, he knows. He's always known my desire for sex was beyond his ability to meet it. We have an agreement. I satisfy my urges discreetly, while providing a special counseling service. He knows everything that goes on. There is no skulking around. Her blouse was off, and she leaned forward, hanging her huge boobs still in the bra in my face. Does that sound interesting, or should I get dressed, and you go back to work? My mouth was dry, and I was staring openly at her magnificent tits. Do you like them? She queried, easing closer. Have I uncovered a breast man here? Her chest drew to within inches of my face, and she placed a delicate hand on my crotch. I was hard as a rock despite the shock. Em, yes, I think I have. You probably want to see more of them, don't you? Well, you will, but first I'd like to see what you have down here. It feels pretty big. You don't mind if I take a little peek, do you? I was still dumbstruck. My heart was pounding, and my head spinning, and I just watched as she unbuckled my belt. Her hands spread the top of my pants open, and a finger hooked the elastic of my underwear, pulling it out so she could see inside. Oh, Mac! My goodness! I don't think you need to worry about your sex life at college. She smiled. Once word gets out, the girls will be lined up. Let's teach you how to use this thing properly, shall we? Before I knew it, she was on her knees, having pushed the table back to make room. She reached in and extricated my hard shaft, carefully pulling it free. Her hand stroked the length smoothly. I'm afraid I misspoke earlier when I said your full name was a mouthful. She sighed. This is a mouthful. A long, thick, beautiful mouthful, and I get to have it before any other woman. I'm going to suck you now, Mac. Just relax, and let Valerie take care of it. I have to warn you, I'm pretty good at this. You're probably going to come. That's okay. Go ahead and spurt in my mouth. It will help you last longer when we have sex later. Oh, Mrs. McMillan. I moaned my first words in quite a while, as she lowered her mouth over the head of my cock. I felt her tongue snaking around the shaft, and the delicious suction. It was better than I imagined, until she stopped and pulled back. Who? she asked, sliding her hand up and down. Sorry. I meant Valerie. I apologized. All right. I'll tell you when I want you to call me Mrs. McMillan. She smiled licking the underside of my cock. Now, what was I doing? Can you remember? Oh, yeah. I nodded. You were sucking my cock, Valerie. It felt nice. Nice? Only nice? She giggled. I must be out of practice. Hold on to your fillings, kid. I'm about to give you the full treatment. Well, I suppose if you're going to lose your virginity in a highly memorable way you might as well lose it to a professional, or at least, a former professional. Not having much of a frame of reference, other than watching online porn, I can't speak to her relative skills. What I can tell you is that whatever she was doing, it was working. Her mouth was heavenly, and within seconds I was feeling the pressure building in my balls. She was bobbing her head, twisting her hands on my cock between bobs, and sucking like her middle name was Hoover. This was so much better than jerking off to pictures in the hayloft. I watched her eyes, looking deep into mine, as she gave me pleasure I had only dreamt of. Her big breasts swayed in their bra in the background. It was too much to take. Oh, shit! I groaned as my cock twitched, exploding in her mouth. Valerie's hands went into overdrive, milking my shaft as it gushed, over and over again. Her cheeks hollowed as she sucked hard drawing out everything i could give her when at last i was empty she pulled back and opened her mouth showing me the small lake of my semen inside she rolled her tongue around in the goo then closed and swallowed m yummy gotta love you young guys she smiled rising from her knees that will probably only hold you for about 15 minutes and you'll have a whole other load for me I found it difficult to believe that this was the same woman who had always seemed so proper around town. Of course, my head was spinning from my first blowjob, so I probably couldn't spell my name right now either. Valerie was standing beside me and reached behind her lower back. I heard the zipper of her skirt being undone, and she let it slide down her legs, placing it on the chair with her blouse after she stepped clear. She sat on the edge of the table and swung one leg wide over my head, bringing it to rest on my shoulder. So, Mac, you are now experienced in receiving oral sex. How did you like it? She asked, a twinkle in her eye. Um, I... Wow. I mumbled, still catching my breath. Oh, good. I haven't lost my touch. She giggled. It's time for your first lesson in reciprocating. You can't expect a girl to suck your dick if you won't go down on her. Believe me, honey... There's nothing a girl likes better than a guy who will spend some time between her legs, giving her pussy a good tongue bath. Learn how to lick, and the women will beat a path to your door. Have you seen a woman's vagina before? Just pictures and video. I replied, staring at the damp crotch of her lacy panties. Well, they're much better in person. Go ahead, get close. What do you see? She asked. The lace. It's wet. I smiled. Am yes, very wet. I get very juicy when I'm aroused. Do you smell me? She said softly I inhaled, and caught a nose full of her scent. Musky and exciting, it triggered an instinctive reaction. I moaned. Oh, yes, you want at it, don't you? She asked, running her fingers over the taut white fabric. You want to see it. Tell me what you want. I want to see your pussy. I answered. Please show me how beautiful it is. I watched her fingertips slide under the elastic edge and lift the crotch of her panties aside just for an instant. In that brief glimpse, I saw the dark, meaty lips and her pink inner folds. A fresh wave of scent wafted up into my nostrils. Oh, God, Valerie, take them off. I groaned. I want to bury my face in your pussy. Em, that's my kind of boy. She moaned back. Why don't you take them off? Show me how you do it to another girl. I tried to rein in my excitement. I was finally getting into someone's panties, and it wasn't just anyone. It was a mature woman who had inhabited my dreams. I debated my approach. Just rip them off. Probably too eager. Slow and gentle? Yeah, that's more in fitting the situation that I leaned forward and nuzzled my face against her mound. She was warm and very wet. Her panties were soaked, and I tasted her for the first time by kissing her covered pussy. She moaned. Good start, Mac, she sighed. Very good start. Keep going. My fingertips grazed across her panties lightly. I could feel the indentation where the fabric pulled up between her labia and the bump that I assumed was her clitoris. I ran my finger up the valley and around the bump, causing another moan of delight "You're sure you've never done this before?" she asked her voice a throaty purr dot I didn't answer I had managed to get a grip on the edge of the leg hole with my teeth and was slowly tugging it lower like a playful puppy Valerie rolled slightly to one side letting me pull one side over her hip a roll the other way and they were slipping down her thighs which she had lifted high and closed allowing me to slide the damp panties off completely, I sat, patiently waiting for her to open her legs again, but she wasn't going to. At least, not without being asked nicely. Oh, please, Mrs. McMillan, I ventured, guessing this might be a good time for the polite salutation. She liked being the older woman, teaching the young man to please her. Please, let me see your beautiful pussy. I want to taste you so badly. I want to lick you, and give you pleasure and make you come. Please? Very perceptive, Mac. She smiled and let her thighs open slightly. I caught a glimpse of her vagina again, and noticed it was bare, save for a small fluffy patch at the top. I moaned, and she spread wider, letting me move closer between her legs. You're so beautiful, I whispered, kissing the hood of her clitoris. My tongue tasted her directly, Instantly putting her sweet, slippery juices at the top of my favorite flavors list. Jelly Belly should make jelly beans that taste like this. They could be pink. They'd be a bestseller, guaranteed. M. I breathed, stabbing into her moist depths with desperation. I had no idea what to do, but I wanted to do it now. Right now. I was ears deep, licking and slurping like a madman. Everything tasted so good. "'Slow down, honey. You're all over the map,' she directed. "'Your enthusiasm is great, but if we can point you in the right direction, you could be really good. "'Do you remember playing a game, as a kid, where you're looking for something? "'Your friend gives you hints. You're getting warmer. You're getting colder? "'That sort of thing? Yes, I've played that game.' "'I nodded, resting my chin on Hermann's. "'Well, women are like that.' We'll tell you if you're in the right place. She smiled, but we won't say so in so many words. You've got to listen. If she moans, it's probably good. If she's not making any noise, she's probably not feeling it. What if she's not vocal? I asked. I mean, I've heard some women don't make a lot of noise. True, but if you're doing it right, her body will be screaming, even if her voice is silent. Valerie said. Try it again. And I'll give you feedback, both ways. This is one of those times when slower is actually faster, because doing it wrong will never get her off, no matter how long you go. Going slow, but in the right direction, will get her to come. A woman will do just about anything for a man who knows how to make her toes curl. Got it? Yep. I understand. I smiled. Good. Now get that tongue to work, and listen for my reaction. She told me, okay, so we explore, and we listen. I can do that. Let's see what happens when I lick her. Here? Oh my, you really are a naughty boy, aren't you? She giggled, in a voice that clearly said I like that. It may be a bit advanced for day one, though. Let's save the anal play for another day. There were a few things about that statement that caught my attention. First, wow, the pastor's wife likes it in the ass. Second, another day? I was grateful as anything that I was getting this chance. To have more access to Valerie's incredible body was more than I could have hoped. I tried not to let those thoughts distract me. I was here to work, even if it wasn't the job I expected when she pulled me off the ladder in the square. My tongue began its exploration at the bottom end of her labia, still enjoying the flavor, but listening for her sounds of pleasure. I worked my way up going deeper when the mood struck me, and cataloging her o's and o's. Em, you're definitely getting warmer, she moaned, as I moved closer to the upper junction of her lips. Her clit was an obvious target, even I knew that, but she also liked it when I sucked her slippery, dangling lips individually. Running my tongue inside her depths also got a moan of approval. Much warmer. Okay, rookie, let's see how you do with no oral feedback, shall we? Well, I'll be darned. You really can listen without depending on sound. Sure enough, the indicators of her arousal began to show through, loud and clear. A tummy flutter here, some erratic breathing there, a quiver in her thighs when I do this, and a clench of her abs when I do that. It was all a matter of quantity. As an experiment, I slid a finger into her drenched vestibule while I was nibbling on her clit. I heard a gasp of excitement— her breathing quickened and felt her whole body begin to vibrate. She even moaned softly. I'd say I was very warm now and stepped up the pace that Valerie's hands came down and grabbed the back of my head, pulling my tighter to her cunt. I added a second finger and sucked her clit harder. Oh, fuck yes, Mac. She groaned, dropping the mute act. That's it, honey. Just like that. Oh, fuck nahin. I'm gonna come, Mac. Don't stop. Please don't stop. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh. I'm coming. Nah. Her pussy gushed, clenching on my fingers as it squeezed out a flood of her delicious honey. I lapped away, drinking in as much as I could, but still leaving a puddle on the table. When at last her screams stopped, her body relaxed, and I sat up Dodd Valerie's body was draped over the table hanging limp like a tablecloth. Her chest, still encased in that sexy white bra, was rising and falling with her heavy breathing. I had done it. I made a grown woman come, with my tongue, on my first attempt at Canilingus. The proof was dripping off my chin. She was indeed very juicy when aroused. Speaking of aroused, my dick had risen from the dead, and was standing ready, stiff as a steel bar. Like a compass needle— It was pointed straight at her pussy, which was laid open, swollen, and obviously eager to be filled. Despite getting a blowjob and eating her pussy, I think I would still be considered a virgin, in strictly technical terms. Perhaps I should change that that. I stood and moved between her thighs, rubbing the head of my cock between her slippery lips. It felt incredible, and I instinctively pushed with my hips, sliding halfway into her. Stop! Valerie said sharply. Her hand came up and patted my chest before she leaned up on her elbows. She looked down at my cock, wet with her juices still nestled between her labia. What's wrong with this picture? She asked, panting as she spoke. It's not all the way in, I answered, thinking with my dick. Well, yes, there's that, she purred, wiggling her hips. I'd love it to be buried balls deep inside me, but that's not what I'm talking about. Think back. What was rule number one? Are you kidding me? I'm standing here, with my cock resting inside my first ever pussy, and you want me to think? Um, all right. Rule number one? Oh. I gasped, as the light bulb went on. I'm supposed to use a condom. Bingo. She smiled. I said not to get caught up in the emotions, didn't I? What happened? I, um, did the exact opposite. I desperately wanted to fuck you, and I forgot, I replied, hanging my head. I'm sorry. That's okay, honey. She smiled. That's why we're doing this, so you can learn in a safe environment. Also, so I can get fucked by your big, beautiful cock. So, go over to the drawer on the right. Get a rubber, put it on, and get back here, so I can feel that thick thing stretching me open, properly. I went to the drawer she pointed to and found a selection of condoms. The strangeness of this whole situation hit me. I was here naked in my pastor's kitchen. His wife had just removed her bra and was now naked as well. She had already given me a fabulous blowjob and taught me to eat pussy and now wanted me to fuck her right here on the kitchen table. According to Valerie, her husband knew about her, um, hobby. A fact seemingly confirmed by a drawer full of rubbers in their kitchen. She said the first time would be memorable. That it was. I think you are big enough for a magnum. She giggled. Or maybe I should say, it's big enough for you. I came out with the packaged condom in my hand. Come here. Let me put it on you. She smiled. Now that her bra was on the floor, I could finally see those breasts. Wow. They were huge with dark areolas about four inches across, and thick stubby nipples that looked very suckable. She leaned to the side, letting her boobs sway and hang a bit. She ripped the foil open with her teeth and held the rolled condom against the tip of my cock head. With a deft sweep of her hand, she unrolled it over my shaft. There. All set. Now use it, honey. Plug that monster into my cunt, and fuck me. She growled. Okay, lesson learned. No matter how horny you are, or how beautiful she is, always wrap it up before going into battle. I aimed, and pushed my hips forward, sliding deeper inside her. Another push, and I was nestled all the way in, with her thick lips spread wide around the base of my cock. I looked into her eyes, and found her smiling. Congratulations. You are no longer a virgin. She moaned, her pussy rippling as it stretched open to accommodate my girth. Fuck. Your cock is big, honey. Too bad you can't tell your friends about it. This is actually worth tweeting about. Oh my! Her pussy felt so good, holding my cock in a warm, wet, snug embrace. As I began to thrust into her, an emotion that was ingrained by millions of years of evolution, her breasts began to sway rhythmically. I had always loved that movement when I saw it in videos. In person, it was even better. You're doing great, baby. She groaned, gripping the edge of the table for stability. That's it. Fuck me, just like that, with long, deep strokes. Your cock feels so good, way up inside my pussy. It's so thick. It rubs me just the right way. College girls are gonna love it. Valerie lifted her legs, resting her ankles on my shoulders, while I took a grip on her slender waist, pulling her back against my every thrust. The rhythmic slap-slap-slap of bare flesh colliding echoed through the quiet house, along with our moans and grunts of pleasure. And let me tell you, it was very much a pleasure. I was actually having sex. A little over an hour ago, I was a frustrated virgin who had only a long-standing relationship with my right hand. Now, I had been the recipient of a great blowjob, eaten my first pussy, and was now buried to the hilt inside that same pussy. Even better, my partner in all this wasn't some inexperienced, equally inept young girl, but a mature, voluptuous, insatiable woman. My pastor's wife, at that. It was so bad, and so exciting. Letting her legs drop around me, I slammed my hips forward, pounding into Valerie's pussy, pushing the table across the kitchen floor, and setting her big breasts dancing across her chest. Her nipples were standing up now, tall, thick, and excited. I watched the mouth-watering nubs wobble in time with my strokes and homed in on the left one. With her complexion, her areolas were a milk-chocolate brown, which made her stiff, pointy nipples look even more like chocolate kisses. They were definitely a treat. And yes, Valerie moaned, ruffling my hair as my lips corralled her aroused teat. So nice to have my nipples sucked while my pussy gets stuffed with your cock. It's like my whole body is electrified. Keep going, baby. I'm going to come again. Fuck me. Fuck me hard. I latched on tight with my lips, suckling hard to keep my grip as I tried to answer her request. Bend over like this. It wasn't easy, but I was able to accomplish the goal. It was made easier when the table finally met up with the kitchen cupboards, stopping it from sliding away from me. Another few fervent stabs set her off with a scream. Yes. 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 I'm coming. Oh, yes, Mac. Keep going. Fuck me deep. It's so good. I had to release her nipple and stand up to comply, but I wasn't about to disappoint her. I was having sex. She had given me the greatest gift ever. Anything she wanted I'd do, so I pressed harder into her, grinding our bodies together at the point of contact, which just happened to coincide with her clit. Oh shit, Mac, yes, she gasped, hooking her legs behind me. Her heels spurred my ass, encouraging me to repeat it, so I did. I leaned tight against her, crushing her clit between us, and causing another scream of joy. Yes. I watched her eyes roll back as she came. This sexting was fun, even more than I thought, and made more so by virtue of my partner. I might want to stick with mature women, rather than young girls. Maybe some of the teachers at school could use a good fuck? Valerie panted, catching her breath after her orgasms. I need to sit up. She smiled, extending her hand for assistance. I took it and pulled her upright, dislodging my dick from her pussy. Thank you, Mac, both for the help and the way you made me come. It was wonderful. She glanced around the kitchen, with the table and chairs strewn out of place. I can't offer the use of my bed. I promised my husband, but I think the living room might be more comfortable for us to continue. This table does nothing for my back. Follow me? Naked, she led the way, with me close behind. In the living room, a soft, overstuffed leather couch awaited. My turn. You sit. I'm gonna ride you, honey, she said softly, settling over my lap. I felt her hand guide me back into the warmth and wetness of her pussy. There you go. Back where it belongs. The supple leather of the couch cradled my body, adding to the sensual smorgasbord that enveloped me. Valerie sat, fully impaled on my shaft, looking at me with her deep, brown eyes. Her arms rested in a relaxed circle around my neck. The long, nearly black waves of her hair framed her beautiful face, and she licked her lips before she spoke. Kiss me, Mac. She smiled. Sex between a man and a woman is a wonderful, almost spiritual experience, but it's your kiss that will seal the deal and win you her heart. A kiss is intensely personal. Do you understand? It's not just a warm-up to getting into her pants. When you kiss her, and she kisses you back, you'll have a connection that goes beyond sex. Of course, there are some positions which allow you to do both at the same time, and this is one of them. Yes, it's nice. I smiled. My hands were free to wander her body, and I caressed her from her firm, rounded rump up to her soft, rounded breasts. Some women can only come when they're on top like this. She continued, softly grinding her pussy over my cock. As for myself, I just like being in control. I can come in just about any position, as you will find out, but I do get off faster like this. But enough about me. How about that kiss? no more words were spoken. I was a bit nervous about kissing her, which is strange considering my cock was completely sheathed in her pussy. I suppose I was worried I might not be good at it, but she was teaching me everything else. Add kissing to the list. She slowly eased closer, the last couple of inches, still looking into my eyes, until our lips just brushed across each other. It was like an electric spark ran through my body. How can such a simple touch be so intense? When she repeated the contract, her eyes fluttered closed, and she let her lips pause on mine, before pressing softly against them, she moaned. I moaned. I felt her pussy grab my cock harder, as she undulated her hips. My hands moved up to hold her magnificent breasts, and the kiss took on a life of its own. I found myself matching her moves, and when her tongue gently teased its way into my mouth to dance with mine, we both groaned happily. Since she wasn't offering corrections, I figured I was doing pretty well. Her hips began to slowly rise and fall, sliding up and down on my cock, while my fingers played with her stiff nipples, yet still we remained locked together, feasting on each other's mouths. Finally, she broke away. Mac, if I wasn't married, that kiss might be the start of something special. She whispered. I'm going to enjoy teaching you all about women. It might take us weeks to get through it all, honey. I hope you're okay with that. Now please suck my nipples while I ride this big, beautiful cock. I want to come and come and come until I can't stay upright in the saddle. I leaned forward, latching on with my mouth, but her words were running circles in my mind. Weeks? I get to fuck her for weeks? Clearly, someone up there likes me. Thank you. Valerie's squeal of joy brought me back to the present. She was aggressively bouncing on my lap dropping her cunt on my pole over and over. I had a grip with both hands on her big tits and was suckling dutifully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Here it comes. Oh, yeah, baby. Suck me hard. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. I felt the warmth spread over my balls and knew she was gushing wetness. Good thing it was a leather couch. Valerie hardly slowed down fucking herself right through the orgasm and out the other side while I swapped nipples every few seconds. Her pace began to slow, and I felt her body relax as she leaned softly forward, smothering me with those huge tits. She tilted my head up to face her and kissed me again, probing my mouth once more with her tongue. Em, yes, I think I'm going to like teaching you, Mac, she sighed. That was a good one. A bit too good. You're wearing me out. Maybe one more like this, then you can finish. How about some doggy style? Whatever you'd like. I smiled. Just keep fucking me. I had no idea it would be this good. Beats your right hand, huh? She giggled. Yes, sex is pretty good, with a considerate partner. You're doing very well. You can imagine how pleasurable it can be with that special someone. Don't forget that, Mac. Right now, we're just fucking. This is physical. Someday you'll meet that special girl, and with her you'll make love. It will be tender and emotional, and it will blow you away. Until then, just be safe and have fun like this. Valerie tossed her hair back and began to ride me hard again. I was transfixed by her huge, bouncing breasts, slapping against my chest each time she slammed her hips down on my cock. The only thing that was keeping me from coming was her earlier blowjob and the numbing effect of the rubber. Still, even that had limits. She was very exciting to watch, and even more so to feel. My hands held her ass, detecting the movement of her muscles under her feminine smoothness. I was getting close. Valerie? I'm gonna come! I grunted. Hold on, honey! she urged, pounding herself up and down feverishly. A girl appreciates her man putting her needs first and I need one more. Hold on. You can do it. Holding it was not something I had practiced. In my pleasure pocket, hidden among the hay bales in our barn, the goal had been simply to come as quickly as possible. I'd usually start with a few pics of naked women who were attractive, but not incredibly so. Then I'd move on to my favorites, the girls with the biggest boobs, and finish shooting my wad into a gap in the bales. It never really occurred to me to slow down and hold back. I clenched. It was all I could think of, like holding it when you have to pee. It was just enough. Uh Oh, fuck, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, Mac. Yes. Valerie screamed, her body shuddering against me. Her pussy grabbed me tight once more, then she relaxed, breathing hard. She rested her chest against mine and her head on my shoulder. Oh my, that was good. Thank you, Mac. Thanks for coming when you did. I breathed, stroking her hair. I don't think I could have held it much longer. Em, but you did. She giggled. You did great. Just let me rest for a few minutes, then it's all about you, honey. I think you're going to find there's a bonus for holding back. You see, for most men, the longer they are excited, the bigger the load they shoot. Almost coming, then stopping before starting again, can have the same effect. Think of it as a special reward for being an unselfish lover. I selfishly hoped she was right about being unselfish, and held her close, enjoying the pressure of her big tits against me. My cock stayed hard as a rock inside her, awaiting the chance to fuck her more. She sat up and kissed me again. Okay, stud. Time for doggy. She smiled, climbing off my lap. Now, some women find this a bit uncomfortable at first, especially young girls, and with a guy as big as you. I personally love it, having a long cock shoved straight up my pussy, as deep as possible. Most guys love it, too. Long, deep strokes. You're gonna come, honey. I guarantee it. Valerie arranged herself, one knee on the couch, one foot on the floor, and both hands ahead on the armrest. Her huge breasts hung below her chest swaying gently as she waited for me to enter her again i moved behind her caressing the smooth firm shape of her backside her pussy was gaping open welcoming my cock back inside i slipped it in em good boy she purred okay honey fuck me good give it to me nice and deep tell me when you're close please i have a special gift for you she was right about this position too I found the sight of my own cock sliding in and out of her pussy very exciting, and it spurred me into action, drilling her harder and faster. I caught a bit of a sideways reflection of us in the black TV screen, letting me see her big boobs swinging wildly, jiggling with each slamming stroke against her firm ass. Oh shit, Mac! Your cock feels so good! I'm gonna come again! She gasped. That's it. Right there. Right there right there. Oh fuck. Fuck. Fuck me, Mac. I'm coming. Oh yeah. I'm coming. I held tight and kept pounding her, not slowing one bit, as she screamed and came, gushing juices again, which oozed down her thighs. I was very close to coming myself, and my instincts took over, shifting my hips into overdrive. At the last second, I remembered that she wanted me to tell her, Valerie, I'm see you, was all I managed, but she heard it and swiftly lurched forward, popping my dick free. She spun on her hip and grabbed my cock with one hand, skinning the rubber off in one slick motion. Her hand now stroked my bare shaft, aiming it at her face and tits. That's it, Mac? Come for Mrs. McMillan. She smiled, adding the naughty bit at the right time. Come for me, all over my face and tits. Shoot that hot semen on my skin, Mac. Do it. Since she had my penis in her hands, she knew exactly when to anticipate the flood. The hand closest to the head of my cock pinched it tight, just before I came. My cock felt like it would explode, as the cum had nowhere to go, but she also knew when to release it. I bellowed, as a jet of semen blasted out, hitting her right on the smile. And splattering across most of her face. It hit with such force, I heard it, and droplets of white goo even landed in her hair. She jerked my cock harder, angling it lower, and sending several other ropes of eager sperm cells to coat her magnificent chest. That's it, Mac. Give it all to Mrs. McMillan. Come all over your pastor's wife, she said softly. I swear those words made me come a little more and she pumped every drop out of my cock before letting it go. Oh my. Wow. Thank you. I sputtered collapsing on the couch. I thought my heart might detonate. It was pounding so hard. My breathing was tortured, but only took a few seconds to ease. I sat back and watched Mrs. McMillan lick some of my cum off her fingers. The rest remained in place, coating her lovely face and spectacular chest in a slowly moving sheen of semen a trickle headed south, finding the passage between her breasts. She smiled again and licked her lips clean. I think we've both had enough for today, she said, scooping up a blob with her finger and swallowing it. You did extremely well, Mac. Learned a lot. You get dressed and go home now, okay? Give that big cock a rest and come back here tomorrow morning, around ten. We'll continue then. I've got to straighten up the kitchen and have a shower before my husband gets home. You remember this, though. She added, gesturing to her body. Remember your first time, fucking me, and coming all over my body. You only have one first time, and yours was really good, Mac. She started to walk away, then paused, and turned to face me again, licking more semen off her finger. Don't forget, get your rest, and leave your cock alone. She smiled. You've got another big day tomorrow. The End